One. It's a firework? It's kind of firework. So I'll give it to you. Yeah, tell us. I'll give it to both of you. It is actually a bottle rocket. Bottle oh, rocket. Yeah. I know that. You I see, never I never guess. played with fireworks. So <laughs> I don't know. You're such a good kid, Leslie. You night. know me. So there you go. There are some uh, iconic sounds for you to uh, help you, I guess, uh, understand the sounds of the Lunar New Year. RTI, exercise for your mind. What's this all about? Why are they doing that? What's going on here? It's Curious John. What is he curious about today? Pass by any temple or old home in Taiwan, and you'll be struck by the rich decorations that adorn the walls and the rooftops. On some of the more modest buildings, it's the little details that catch the eye. Things like intricately painted tiles used to accent a surface. And then there are the flashy carved stone facades of old townhouses, or the soaring dragons and depictions of great legends on temples. All of Taiwan's historic architectural styles have flourishes like these, and a new exhibit at Taipei's Museum 207 is now here to celebrate them. It also highlights the threat of demolition that faces many of Taiwan's beautifully decorated buildings, and calls on us to tell the government to preserve them. With me today to walk us through the exhibit is its organizer, Wang Zhen Yi. When we say that all of Taiwan's historic styles of architecture include decorative flourishes, we mean all of them. Ms. Wang says that the homes of Taiwan's indigenous people sometimes include rich wood carving or other accents. This exhibit, however, focuses on the architecture of Taiwan's ethnic Chinese majority, who started arriving here several centuries ago. They brought with them familiar decorations from the region of Southeast China that most of them come from. All of these painted tiles, figurines, stone and wood carvings, and other accents can only be made by expert craftspeople, and they're time-consuming and expensive. That's why only temples and the homes of the rich could afford them. And those just happen to be the types of buildings that have tended to survive through the centuries. The earliest examples of decoration that this exhibit covers are from the 17th to 19th centuries, the time when Taiwan was under the rule of China's imperial Qing dynasty. These early decorations usually had two purposes, chasing out bad luck and inviting good fortune in. Ms. Wang says these decorations could take six forms. Plants, animals, both real and mythical, pictures, text, objects from everyday life like coins, and human figures. On temples, all of these are usually combined to depict legends about the gods the temple honors, or else famous tales from Chinese legend and literature. They might be painted on the walls or shown in a diorama-like way, as is often the case on temple roofs, with ceramic figurines brandishing weapons or fans to retell a story in a lifelike way. 
On temples, the goal of all this rich decoration was usually to encourage the positive morals that these stories convey. In the homes of the wealthy, meanwhile, the decorations tend to express the owner's wish for luck, wealth, success, long life, and many descendants. One of the common examples from homes is the bat. Bats are a symbol of fortune, because the Chinese word for bat and the Chinese word for fortune sound exactly the same. One preserved mansion near RTI Studios has bat-shaped windows cut into the walls. In other mansions, you can find groups of four bats together, symbolizing four types of fortune. Or depictions of bats with Chinese coins, a visual pun that calls to mind a phrase meaning that good luck is right before your eyes. Another thing you often find in the homes of wealthy people are depictions of fruits, either painted or carved into the walls. Peaches are a symbol of longevity, while pomegranates, with their many seeds, symbolize having many children and grandchildren. There's an entire visual language encoded in the walls and roofs of these old homes. But Taiwan is an island that's long been a stopping point for various outside cultures, and this Chinese heritage we've been talking about isn't the only influence on decoration here. From the 19th century, the West becomes a big influence, and we enter a new period. This was when European and North American traders, missionaries, and consuls set up shop in Taiwan. Their influence on design continued well into the 20th century. One of the biggest imports from the West was brightly painted wall tiles. Ms. Wang says, though, that Taiwanese people made these tiles their own. In Western countries, she says, geometric patterns were common at the time, whereas in Taiwan, people preferred to paint the tiles with the same old fruits and flowers that symbolized luck, long life, and many children. Japan also played a role. From 1895 to the end of World War II, Taiwan was ruled from Tokyo as a Japanese colony. Ms. Wang says that during this time, Taiwanese craftsmen adopted some Japanese techniques for making the kind of ceramic figurines that adorn old temples and retell old tales. In the post-war years, and especially since the 1970s, construction in Taiwan has changed completely. Quickly built ferro-concrete buildings are the norm these days, and so walls with wood carvings, for instance, are mostly a thing of the past. Newly built temples are probably the only contemporary buildings in Taiwan that still use these elements like painted tiles and carvings. And even there, things have changed. In the old days, a temple would commission a master craftsman to do everything. He would make everything from scratch, spending weeks on site and using a small purpose-built kiln to fire the clay tiles and figurines he was making. These days, a lot of temple decorations are mass-produced in factories and just cemented into place. Working as a master carver or figurine maker obviously doesn't pay what it used to, and there are a lot fewer jobs than there used to be. Today's masters are few and aging, and not many have apprentices. Still, Ms. Wang says, there is hope for Taiwan's traditional decorative arts. At least one school, National Taiwan University of Arts, has an entire major dedicated to learning the traditional techniques. This is a program for training the restoration workers who will go on to repair Taiwan's historic buildings after they graduate. 
it's great news for protected buildings with heritage status. But the majority of Taiwan's richly decorated buildings are privately owned, and every year, a number of them face demolition due to urban planning initiatives. The carvings, figurines, and wall displays on exhibit at the museum are mostly salvaged pieces, the last traces of buildings that have been torn down. There are, it turns out, collectors who do this kind of salvage work, and many have lent bits of their collection for the museum's display. Ms. Wang says that saving buildings facing demolition and preserving their beauty for the future will require a greater public interest in their conservation. Among the most interesting items on display are a category of objects we haven't mentioned yet, Ya Sheng Wu. The decorations we've seen so far have mostly been about wishing for luck, but these Ya Sheng Wu are believed to actually bring in good luck and drive out misfortune in a literal sense. They're magical talismans that include special tiny mirrors that are still commonly hung on walls across Taiwan today, driving away evil. A few of these luck-making decorations are region-specific. The outlying island of Jinmen, for instance, is famous for lion statues called wind lions that are placed atop roofs to drive away misfortune. It turns out that Jinmen and surrounding islands are particularly rich in rooftop charms like these. On old buildings there, you can find clay statues of soldiers riding lions, and even lucky chicken statues. Examples like these are all over the exhibit. Taiwan's oldest city, Tainan, on the southwest coast, is another rich source of old buildings with distinctive luck-bringing decorations. The museum's teamed up with the city's Administration of Cultural Heritage for this exhibit, borrowing local examples of painted wall tiles and even decorated roof beams. Finally, we should note that the museum is doing its own part to keep these old crafts alive. For this exhibit, it especially commissioned two clay figurines of the sort seen on temples, made by master craftsman Chen Zhiren. Chen's family is a huge player in the world of traditional arts. His grandfather is one of the most famous temple decorators Taiwan has ever produced, with works found on major temples across Taiwan. In all, the exhibit features over 100 artifacts, giving a complete overview of Taiwan's rich decorative heritage. And to top things off, they've even put up scaffolding inside the museum that visitors can climb up to get a sense of how it feels to be a craftsman on a temple roof. The exhibit, The Beauty of Wall Decoration, Wall Beauticians Exhibition, runs at Taipei's Museum 207 through July 18th. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again next week. After a week of celebrating, the Chinese Lunar New Year festivities begin to fade a bit. People are stuffed to the gills from all of the rich holiday foods, and the novelty begins to wear off a bit. But there's one sound that you can hear all the way through the holidays, and that's the sound of firecrackers. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, I bring you the story behind the explosive side of the Lunar New Year. A lazy bottle rocket shoots into the sky with a whistle and a pop. 
I say lazy because these one-shot wonders sound so solitary when you compare them to the staccato battlefield of sounds made by strings of firecrackers. These days, bottle rockets have all but disappeared from Type A. It's illegal to set them off within the city limits, and the same is true for fireworks and pretty much every other type of explosive that can be launched. You're looking at a fine of up to a thousand U.S. dollars in Taipei, or up to five thousand U.S. dollars in New Taipei City. If you want to set off bottle rockets, you have to go a little further afield. The ones you can hear in the background are from a little village outside of Taichung City in southeastern Taiwan. Kids will beg their parents for some pocket money to spend on bottle rockets and fireworks, and then you see them walking around with incense sticks, which they use to light the fuses. Parents often put up a bit of a fight, but in the end, they cave in and fork over some cash so their kids can buy some more. Now, Taiwanese kids don't exactly have a corner on the international firework market. Children the world over love to play with fire and set off bottle rockets. But there is a particularly good reason to do so during the Chinese Lunar New Year. Back in ancient China, they created small explosives by filling bamboo stalks with gunpowder. And one of the reasons why they made those firecrackers was to scare away the Nian Shou or Year Monster. This monster supposedly hides in the mountains or in the sea and comes back at the turn of every New Year. Legend has it that an old man taught the people in one village how to scare away the monster. He told them to wear red clothes and decorate their houses in red, and to set off firecrackers. Now these days, the year monster is really just a legend, but people still wear red and set off firecrackers, and it all adds to the lucky and festive atmosphere of the holidays. Perhaps the most noteworthy display of firecrackers takes place every year in the town of Yanshui, which is located in the southern city of Tainan. They call them beehive firecrackers because they wheel out these huge carts, like giant beehives, full of firecrackers, and then they set them off in the middle of a crowded square. Of course, everyone wears motorcycle helmets and raincoats for protection. Now, last year they broke the world record yet again with over a million firecrackers. And they even hung two 100-meter-long strings of firecrackers from helicopters and set them off in the air. All of the noise and the cacophony—surely it would be enough to scare away the biggest of year monsters. But these days, there's something much scarier than the year monster, and that's what's happening to the environment. Firecrackers create an incredible amount of pollution, not just from the smoke and the paper, but also from the noise. These days, you can buy what are called Huanbao Bianpao, or environmentally friendly firecrackers. They supposedly give off less smoke and no shredded paper, but the Environmental Protection Administration has its own version of Huanbao Bianpao, which is a hundred percent environmentally friendly, and it's available for download on their website, with or without background music. And as for the way it sounds, well, you can hear it for yourself. That's it in the background. When it comes to listening to it on the radio, it sounds exactly the same as it does in person. With the near the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan, wishing you a very happy Lunar New Year.
pull yourself together already. It's time to feast. Sit down at the table with Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu on Feast Meets West. Hello, hello. Welcome. This is Ellen Chu. This is Andrew Ryan. <laughs> moo, moo, moo. And with us we have Reese Ayers. I'm back. That's right. You're here for our Lunar New Year special. Yes. We will have to say Happy Moo Year to everyone <laughs> first because it is Chinese New Year already. That's right. And, and it is Moo Year because the year of the, well, the, the ox. Mm-hmm. But we say cow ox or and cow, bull. Kind of the same thing. Cow. No, ox don't moo. <laughs> okay. Is that true? Yeah. They don't go moo. They don't? They don't. What do they say? They don't say anything. Ox. <laughs> ox, ox, they're, ox. They're Pokemon. They're just like, <laughs> um, So there's another way you can say this. You can mm-hmm. also say it, Happy Neo Year. Because mm-hmm. Neo mm-hmm. means ox or cow in Chinese. I right. love a good bilingual pun. Yes, we love a good bilingual pun. Um, today, we should also explain today is the second day of the Lunar New Year, mm. uh, which is an important day um, because this is a day when a lot of people will go back to their, I think it's usually uh, women will go back to their parents' houses. Mm. Is that right? Yes. It's like jia, going back to their, you know, maternal family. Yes. Right? Uh, because usually they have to spend time with the husband's family for New Year's Day, which was yesterday. Uh, right. What about you, Alan Chu? Did you do that this year? You're in the studio with us. How is that working? <laughs> well, you know, basically because of the pandemic, my mom is back here in Taiwan. Oh, wow. Yes, but she's living in Linko, where there is like this uh, old people's uh, community. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very so nice. basically with the pandemic, we cannot go and visit. Oh, you can't visit her there? Really? No. It's all isolated. It's locked down now. Can she come out? Uh, she can come out, yeah, but we cannot go there, so I cannot go to her place. Right, so she can go to she your place. She can come to my place, but, okay. you know, they do tell the elderly not to go around during Chinese New Year. Oh, mm. wow. Right. Okay. Uh, what about you, Reese? Do you have any big uh, New Year's plans this year? I, yeah, I'm going to be in Pingdong with my friend Ryan uh, and spending it with his family. It'll be my first Lunar New Year. Uh, <laughs> different me, Ryan. Not me, different not Ryan. Also not Ellen's son. Yeah. Right. Uh, so many Ryans. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to, to spend it with like a local family because I've never done that before. Fun. Oh, yeah. So, not even when you were in China? No, no. I would usually spend Lunar New Year uh, in Beijing, which would become a ghost city around that time of okay. year. Uh, and we just like set fireworks and stuff mm-hmm. um, but I never kind of had a family that I could spend it with mm. so that's something to look forward to uh, do you know what you're going to be doing or you did Ryan prepare you at all not at all I mean he's <laughs> he is not an open book of a person uh-huh. uh, that's why we're friends yes uh, I'm, I'm bringing some <laughs> snacks down and some gifts and I'm not really sure what to expect except we're going to play Mahjong. Okay. And I should I, like, deliberately lose if I'm playing his parents? Because I don't want to, like, Julian because they got beat by a foreigner at Mahjong. If they have little oh. kids, probably you would have to put, like, you know, maybe just 200 bucks in a little red, red packet, envelope. Okay. Yeah. you know, and give it to them. I should find, ask about that. Find out if there are little kids around. Sure. Or mm-hmm. if I, the other one I think that is always fun is if there's an ama or, like, a gong, like mm-hmm. a, a grandma or grandpa mm-hmm. in the house. If you give them a little home bow, I think they'd be super oh, really? 
gold. Yeah, I know. it doesn't have yeah. to be a lot of money. Just okay. like it, it could be all the even numbers, like two hundred, six hundred, you know, mm-hmm. and the eight hundred. These are all like the lucky numbers. Not four hundred though. Not no, four hundred. The why number I of death. It, right? I saw that. Four hundred forty-four dollars for you. <laughs> oh, Happy you, New Year. You will be walking around the streets of Ping Dong. Yes. Persona non grata yeah. in Ping Dong. Uh, so yeah, I go to Taidong every year. I think Ellen knows that. Yes. Um, stay with my uh, godmom and uh, her family in Taidong. So it's all about the red envelopes and the firecrackers. And it, is it allowed? It is allowed there, but it's not allowed in uh, Taipei. Taipei, okay. yeah, or I'm, Ping Dong. Might Ooh, be I'm allowed. Not mm-hmm. Sure about Ping Dong because a lot of it's quite rural. So maybe mm-hmm. that would be okay. Right. I think rural areas they tend to be more uh, accepting of that. I think uh, in the middle of the cities, some of the big cities, it's not allowed. You can only play CDs and records. <laughs> Wait, what? People play CDs of firecrackers? Yes, yes to make okay. the sound. It's very environmentally friendly too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have you know the mood set. Well, you're supposed to scare away the the nian right. ghost so, right. or the nian you know, monster. You can't right? really have firecracker how are we gonna scare them right yeah. he has an appetite for children doesn't he yes mm. i was gonna say you send your kids out there to make a lot of noise but no that's just an appetizer right <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so shall we have a look at what's on our menu today okay let's do it okay in our first course today reese will have the honor of giving me and andrew <laughs> a cow quiz that's Ooh. right he's gonna test our knowledge of all things bovine All right. In our second course, were you born in the year of the ox? We are going to be sharing some ox horoscopes. We Just a little teaser in the studio today. We have a monkey, a dog, and a tiger. Mm. Right. Third and final course, we'll be sampling nougat. Mm. What's that got to do with the year of the ox? And how is it eaten in Taiwan? We'll tell you all about it. Unless our mouths are glued shut. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. So our first song today, let's get right on into it. Uh, This song is called Niu Zai Hen Mang. Cowboy on the the Run. Run. This is by Jay Chow. Zhou Jielun. Hey, you know, I actually, I wrote the English name on that song. You they did. asked me, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was kind of fun. You mean Cowboy on the Run? Cowboy on the Run. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Can I have your autograph? <laughs> um, wow. I don't know, I think it's worth anything, but uh, you can listen to this song. How's that? Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, this is our Lunar New Year special, Year of the Cow or Ox or Bull. 
<laughs> one of those. Bovine, let's be safe. Bovine year. Bovine year. Okay. Uh, and uh, usually when we do a quiz on this show, it's me quizzing Ellen, but today I'm super excited. We have a quiz master with us in the wow. studio. I am a quiz master. Reese is actually, he's the host of a regular pub quiz, which is held at Uchacha in Taipei. Yes. Uh, what is, is it called a pub quiz? Pub quiz, trivia night, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. I call mm. it a pub quiz because it's okay. kind of a traditional British pastime. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I've been hosting them for, for years, actually, in China. I hosted some as well. Um, and it's a lot of fun. And okay. today, he's actually going to be quizzing us on our knowledge about cows. Uh, Ellen, what do you know? Do you know anything about cows? Um, well, <clears throat> I think I know enough because my son is a cow. Oh, really? Yeah, he's oh. an ox. And he's utterly cool. He's cool, yeah. <laughs> Nobody liked my pun. Or you just guys ignored it? wasn't it. very amusing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> but... Today, mm. finally, you're mm. going to be put together. In the hot seats. In the hot seats, wow. okay? It's not just grilling me. Are we Are we competing against each other or are we competing as a team? I know. I think you're competing against each other. Oh, no. Okay. I think okay. that's going to make All us right. more fun. Come okay. on. All Let's right. Let's do it. I'm keeping Let's do it. score. Okay. All right. So, the first one is this. Uh, there's something called the Ig Nobel Prize. Have you heard of this? Yes, this okay. is this mm-hmm. is the thing where like people have done stupid things, right? It's right. like like genuine science experiments that are for kind of funny or weird right. things. Okay. So the 2009 Ig Nobel Prize was given to a team of scientists who discovered that giving cows names can have what effect on them? <laughs> multiple choice? Nope. No? No I, multiple choice. Okay. I think that um the name affects uh the f- how much milk they make. Okay. Ellen, would you like to or the flavor. provide an answer? I wanted to say the milk too, but okay. you know, I think, you know, just to say, how about the meat? Uh, the quality well, of the meat. You can't eat a cow. I, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you, you were right. You were, I mean, you were both right, but okay. Andrew got there first. They produce more milk. Okay. And it's like by quite a significant amount as well. And really? so like giving a cow a name, treating it more like a pet makes it produce more milk. Because it makes them feel good. It's just like giving them music too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They feel like they have an identity, yeah. okay? Cows definitely have feelings. Have you seen those eyelashes? Right. I know. Yes. Oh my God. Oh. I know. All right, next question. Uh, which country in the world produces the most beef by far? Um, wow, that's a good question. America? Yeah, USA. It, Australia. It is the USA. Right. Yeah, oh. the USA by a long margin. I think second mm-hmm. was Brazil. Um, but Americans love their steaks. Mm, yeah. like a yeah. beef. Mm-hmm. USD. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, next one. This one's pretty easy, I think. In which country do people say that cows should be treated with the same respect as one's own mother? Oh, India. India. India is yeah. correct, of nice. course. You can't, it's actually illegal to kill cows, I think, mm-hmm. in most parts of India. Okay. okay, another one. This is kind of uh, East Asia, Chinese mythology related. According to the story of the Great Race, which is where we get the order of the 12 zodiac animals mm-hmm. from, which animal crossed the river on the ox's back? Mouse. Oh, that's the mouse. It was the mouse. The rat. Mm-hmm. It was the rat. The mouse <laughs> okay. rat. Very good. Okay, easy. This one is slightly harder. Okay. Testing your geography. Which tiny European country's national flag features two cows oh. on it? Ooh, this is hard. This is a hard one. Tiny European country. It's very small. Uh, you go first, Alan Chu. I don't know. Andorra. 
Wow. Is it right? You got it right. Wow, you got the geography. Yes, it does. I don't know where I pulled that from. Where did you pull it from? (laughs) I I guess there are like only four or five tiny European countries. They could have been Liechtenstein Uh, or Luxembourg. Luxembourg. San Marino. Definitely not Luxembourg. San Marino. San Marino. Vatican. Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. So Andorra is like wedged between France and Spain, I think, isn't it? That was a hard one. It's a hard one. Yeah. Okay, next one. You got it. No, I couldn't remember. What was it? She looks like uh, she's never seen me smart before. I know. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Um, okay. The 3,200 kilogram bronze bull that can be found on Broadway in New York City is a symbol of what? Uh, Merrill Lynch. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's also the New York Stock Exchange, right? Yeah. I Yeah. That oh. was the answer I had was the Wall Street or the Stock Exchange. Right. But, but that's actually was... used in the symbol for Merrill right, Lynch. Right, for Merrill Lynch. Yeah, that's wow. right. right. Bonus point. Oh. Yeah. Goodness. I think we got two points off that, right? All right. (laughs) We've got two questions to go. This one's easy. The last one's a bit harder. Okay. Okay. So, who popularized the phrase, don't have a cowman? A Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson, of course. Yeah. I don't watch that show. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love The Simpsons. That that phrase was going around my school when I was a kid. Okay, last question. Which building in London are beef eaters employed to protect? In London. Oh, I think I know this. Mm hmm. Is this the uh, is this the Tower of London? Wow, Andrew Ryan! Wow. <laughs> I swear I did not have his answers. Really? No, hey, I, these are on my phone and they're private. Wow. <laughs> me, Mr. Ryan. So the beef eaters are the guys, right? That something to do with the hats? Okay, so this is the misconception: is okay. that beef eaters are the guys that have the tall black bearskin hats? Yeah, those are not beef eaters. Oh, those, those are, are not okay. beef eaters. Those are just guards, like the Queen's guards. But the okay. vodka beef eater vodka has that guy on it, right? I I'm not sure about the picture on the. Bottle. Maybe it does, mm. but uh, the beef eaters, they See, do. See, he gets his knowledge from vodka, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> from drinking. From spirit. Right. Um, Sorry, it's gin. It's okay. gin, it's gin. Um, yeah, so the beef eater does wear a hat, but it's like a small kind of more conservative hat. Okay. Uh, and they, yeah, they just protect the Tower of London. You know, it's interesting. If you look at a bottle of beef eater, it's got the guy with the more conservative hat on it. Yes, so that's a beef eater. That's, okay. The bottle is correct, which I'm not surprised. If they're going to call themselves beef eater, they should know what it means. That's yes. a lovely wine. Yes. 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 Right. Yeah. We like gin in the UK. Yeah. Right. I like a good gin and tonic. Gin. Mm. Good G&T. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the end of the beef quiz. I, mm-hmm. You both did amazingly. I was very impressed. Like, you got all of them, I think. It's funny. I've been to his uh, pub quiz before, and I didn't do so well. <laughs> really? You've been to one of his pub quiz? Yeah, I've been to a couple. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they do pretty well usually. Okay. Yeah. I think he went easy on us, but I'm not sure. All right. <laughs> yeah. If I know Andrew's coming, I'll just dumb down the questions a little bit. <laughs> he knows that he's an intern here. He knows. You're kind of his, like, you know, He, he figured we get a couple here. of these right. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. I'll be feeding you some new guy later in our show. How's All that? Right. I'm excited. We're going to go into another song now. And what is this song, Ellen? It is, in Taiwanese, Cowbell Nyoling. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say it in Taiwanese, though, but Cao Ya Wen. Yes. Uh, how well, do you say it in Taiwanese? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've already answered. <laughs> Sounds like Cantonese. <laughs> We're both really bad in Taiwanese. Terrible. Um, but maybe she'll say it in the song. How's that? <laughs> right. We'll try to figure it out. All right. And when we come back, we'll have some horoscopes for the Year of the Ox.
continuing our celebration of the year of the ox with a look at some horoscopes for this year wow so how do you know if you were born in the year of the ox if you're born in 1913, 1925, 1969, on the year of the tiger, actually, but you know, it was before the Chinese lunar year. That's why he's an ox. Ah, okay. okay. See? Otherwise, he'd be a tiger like me. Right. Mm. Now, Reese, you are a monkey. I'm a monkey, which I think is perfect for my personality. Very fitting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mischievous. Mm-hmm. And Ellen, you're a dog. Dog and very fitting. That's right. Also very fitting. <laughs> Loyal, friendly. Loyal, friendly. She, she said honest. It. I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, who are some famous oxes? Okay, we have Obama, and we have uh, Princess Di, Meryl yes. Streep, and we do have... We have Malala. Malala Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Ricky Gervais. Yes. Yeah. So these are all very cool people. Tyra Banks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can Tyra. smize our way through the year of the ox. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, some ox traits. Strong, reliable, fair, conscious, inspiring confidence in others, and they are calm, patient, methodical, and can be trusted. But of course, as you can imagine, they're also sometimes pretty opinionated and stubborn. Mm. Um, hard to change their minds. Very hard to... So actually, this is very similar to Taurus. I'm a Taurus, mm-hmm. if you yes. look at the Western Zodiac, and yeah. all these traits seem to be kind Crossover. of the same. So yes. if, you're, if you're a Taurus and in the year of the ox, you're just oh. like an unmovable forest. It's just a mountain. <laughs> a lot of bull. Okay. <laughs> so, what is going to happen in the year of the ox? Apparently, 
Uh, this is the metal ox, and this is going to bring career advancement and success in business and prosperity and wellness for all of us. Wow. Just like the one that's standing in front of the stock exchange, that's right? That's right. Well, I mean, this year did start with the whole the Wall Street fiasco with GameStop and stuff. I mean, it's not Year of the Ox yet, but it's mm-hmm. already kicked off that way. I think so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Should we be nervous or should we be super excited? Mm. Um, I think uh, I see that dragons are going to be profitable. Tigers and rabbits will obtain financial independence. Yes. Wow. wow. <laughs> Finally. New income source. You guys can rely wow. on me. Just, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to fall back on you, all right? Mm. Here's okay. the one that we all want to know about. Love. What's oh. going to happen this year? Fabulous year to come. Starting a family. The person you have by your side. This is ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If, Reese, do you want to talk a little bit about this at all? Okay, let's go for this. The impulsive and naughty monkey might not succeed in choosing the right partner for a lasting relationship. Beware, oh. beware. That's annoying. You can yes. say as much as you want. You can My divulge goodness. as much as you want about that. But how do you think this relates to you? I I mean, I personal, but I've been. I, I I'm on I'm on the market for a relationship. Okay. And so this year is not my year. Apparently, no. I guess it's a year to work on myself. Okay. Right. And if you do have a relationship, you know, just be a little bit careful. Okay. I think, you know, that's what they're reminding you. I'm mm. gonna take that in the back of my mind, but I'm not gonna subscribe to it too much. Okay. okay. But for goats, okay. beware anybody who knows a goat <laughs> to spend too much money to please their loved ones. Okay. That's, that's something you don't yes. want to do. Money and cannot buy love. Money can buy Hold love. Hold on, I think my dad's a goat. <laughs> okay. You can buy me a car if you like that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> mom would probably say, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perhaps. And tigers and monkey will not encounter serious health issues this year. Yes, mm. that's good for us. That's, that's very me and, good. Me and Reese. We're healthy. Oh, we're good. good. I did join the gym a few weeks ago. Oh, mm-hmm. so good way to buff. start it. <laughs> and Dragon will be quite agitated, okay? Ooh. And oh, exhausted no. during the year. And lucky numbers to remember, 7, 9, 12, 21, 34, and 42. Ooh, Meaning what are we going to use those for? Uh, ooh, this, ooh. Play the lotto? Oh, but now we're going to share the prize with everybody. <laughs> I know. And lucky colors, white, yellow, green. Lucky you guys, yellow and green, I think it's the in color this year. Are the, they? The Indian flag? Or is that orange, <laughs> not yellow? A Brazilian flag, maybe. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And lucky direction, west, northwest, and southwest. What does that mean? I should Go. just constantly travel in a westerly direction <laughs> yes, this yes. year. Whenever you feel that you're lost, you know, go to the, those directions and you I'm going to tell you in. Yeah, gonna, go to tell you. It's going to take you a long way to get back home, though, because you can't come back. Yes, you have to true. keep going. Right. <laughs> and animal signs that need to be careful this year. And this has the ox, the goat, the horse, the dog, that's me, and the dragon. Huh, okay? so the cow has to be careful in the cow year? Yes, yes. Because whatever year it is, that particular sign needs to be careful because oh. that is your year. What does that mean, be so, careful? So they have the Taisui God. So, okay. in the Taisui God, I think it's very uh, jealous of people whose year it is, maybe. And so, they have this thing called Fan Taisui. Um, do you, and these are signs that go against the Taisui God. Okay. So, I think you just have to, you can't be too outrageous right. in your year. Mm-hmm. You just have to, to be lay careful. low. Okay. They, they tell you you can avoid the Taisui by being laying low. Okay? Well, I'm being... a monkey. I'm not in that list. So, I'm just going to go wild this <laughs> okay. year. Please do. Please <laughs> so do. So, especially the dog and the ox, you know, which is me again, that, you know, you have to be careful because you might create some problems due to whatever you say. Mm. So, just 
don't say anything. So I might not be. You know, working in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. You can, you can work here. You just can't give your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that's a look at horoscopes for this year. We hope that everybody has a fantastic year. Yes. Um, and we're going to go into another song before we uh, come back and sample something cow related. Okay. It's Cindy Lauper. And, and Jewel. Jewel. My mom's favorite singer. Oh, right. which one? Cindy Lauper. Oh, really? Yeah, she loves Cindy Lauper. Oh, I love Does it. Does she still have pink hair? Or red hair? Oh, I'm not sure. That's an oh. excellent question. Green Possible. Hair? Yeah. Possible. And this song is called I Want to Be a Cowboy Sweetheart. <laughs> it's my life goal. All right. <laughs> I mean, right, right? Much more to come when the peace continues. I want to be a cowboy. I want to learn to rope and ride I want to ride over the plains and the desert West of the Great Divide I want to hear the coyotes howling As the sun sinks in the west I want to be a cowboy sweetheart That's a life I love the best I want to Okay, we've got some nougat in the studio. Mm. Mm. Do you all want to go ahead and uh, start by sure. sampling oh, we them? We have like jumbo size and mini size. Ooh, it's like bursting out of its crackers. So okay. I have to explain, uh, when we think of nougat, we usually think of little bars, little mm. white bars with some sort of nut inside of it, mm-hmm. which was invented in probably Persia, Iran, Central Asia, and then imported into Europe uh, however, what we have here is a very Taiwanese version mm. of a nougat. They're very is, good. This is lemon. Yeah, lemon. It's kind mm-hmm. of citrusy, you're right. Mm-hmm. So basically, it looks like what we would call Ritz crackers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but little tiny ones with a little dab of white nougat in the center. Wow. And for some reason, all the ones that I've seen in Taiwan are, if they're Taiwanese version, come like this. Right. Mm. What does it taste like? I mean, you guys continue talking because I'm just enjoying it. This is so good. I I'm mean, very surprised. It kind, kind of has the caramel candy, the mm. soft caramel candy mm. texture, but because it has lemon inside, so it's very lemony. Mm. The I think the biscuit that encases it, it just gives it a nice kind of dynamic It texture. has a salty yeah. taste to it. Mm. It's right. a kind of unexpected. You think, oh, nougat's a candy. Why does it have a salty biscuit around it? Mm. Um, but actually, I think they complement each other pretty well. You've got the sweet, a little tiny tang, some salty, and then two different, very different mm-hmm. mouth textures. Right. And the nougat isn't super, like it's not as chewy and stick in your teethy as other nougats I've tried. Right. Yeah. It's a lot easier to eat. Because normally nougat, it's kind of like, you know, once you have it in your mouth and you start chewing, you mm. Well, 
You, right. a really, you, you feel that your mouth turned into a cow. It's perfect for radio. A cow. Right? Cow. That's how cow chew. Yeah, your fillings come out. Oh, this is good, though. I like this one. So the big question is, why are we eating nougat in our Year of the Ox show? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, why? The Chinese word for it in Taiwan and China, and you guys know this, mm. is... Niu Zha Tang. Zha or Ga? Ga Well, people say it both ways. Mm-hmm. But the first character is a Niu, mm. which means cow or ox. Mm-hmm. But really, that's just because of the sound. So it's nothing to do with the fact that it has milk in. It doesn't have milk in, does it? Well, that's a great question. Uh, nougat all around the world is mostly made with uh, whipped egg whites and some kind of sugar syrup. That's it. That's, so there's no milk? That's the main thing. Um... Actually, in Taiwan, Taiwan is one of the few places in the world where they actually add milk. sometimes either milk powder mm-hmm. or butter. Ooh. So, it still has uh, niunai or naifen. Sure. Uh, so, the, the name makes even more sense. Mm, makes more sense. For yeah. that reason. Exactly. This one, it has niunai. It does. Yeah, you can taste the milkiness of it. Right. It's very creamy. And I think that that's probably still milk powder. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you're lactose intolerant, that should be okay to eat. Hmm. Mm. I'll tell you. Right. <laughs> well, your... nothing's happened yet. I'll, yeah. re- I'll report back on the gurgles. Andrew, your right. face is going red. Are you okay? Yeah. Nothing's happened yet. <laughs> we may have to do a quick end to today's show. <laughs> right. So there you go. That is uh, Nougat for the new year. Nioga for the new year. Mm. Oh. So you got it. Nioga yes. for the new year. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed today's show we did uh do send us a letter we'd love to hear from you right you know before everybody's mouth stick together well although it's not that sticky we will announce our address is p.o box 123-199 type a taiwan email us at androo at rti.org.tw and if you are listening to this online of course you can also like us on facebook Mm. Uh, we like that. Yeah. Share us. Mm-hmm. Sharing is caring. Social yeah. medias and stuff. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, Get some encouragement. Yes. In a new year. Okay. That's right. Um, so next Saturday in the feast, you know, this past year has left a lot of people numb. Yes. So we thought it was fitting to sample one of the most mouth numbing spices in Chinese and Taiwanese cuisine. And that's coming wow. up next week. Yes. Get ready mm. for no feeling at all. Mm-hmm. A show that's either numb or nummy. Nummy. <laughs> okay, but before we go, we do have a song. It's called Da Jia Le, Everybody Happy. Mm. And this is by the rock and roll group now, Joe E. 我的福我的福一直快乐怎么心底住在难中也会有条路不可动的过你心里有数不在乎不在乎无聊的消息都没在顾不能接肉量为已度幸福非我也没法度在动你的微笑可是你的良药谢谢一批纯净天然的水为了
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.